Ayers on the Road, value-based parenting and life balance ideas from world-traveling family coaches. Here's Richard and Linda Ayer. Well, hello and welcome back to Ayers on the Road. We're so happy to be with you today, wherever you are. Where are we today? Let's see. Let me think. Let's look out the window, <laughs> see where we are. We've been moving around. We are back home, though. And we had a wonderful time in Europe, especially with our son, Talmadge, and his wife, Anita, and their daughter, Anina. And we were partly in Mallorca. Strangely enough, we went to a movie the other night that was set in Mallorca. It seems like it's like when you get a red car, you know, you start seeing everybody's got a red car. And when you go to Mallorca, you start noticing that it's all over the place. I know. And then what was that other funny thing that happened yesterday? Oh, I don't know. I can't remember. But anyway, it's just always. Yeah. Anyway, um, we are thinking a lot about you and about grandparenting right now, because we just did a little grandparenting seminar last night. It was Um, wonderful. Grandparent, I'll tell you, there's no end. If anyone ever tells you that people, as they get older, lose their creativity, you ought to meet some of these grandparents we've been meeting with. So many great ideas on how to stay in touch and be supportive and help grandchildren. And uh, if you are not a grandparent and you are listening today, get out of here. You're not welcome. No, no. <laughs> we tell, call your grandparents and tell them to tune in. Well, our, our whole thing more and more is three generation families and it's not grandparents become the solution for a lot of parents. So if you're a parent, but not a grandparent, you'll want to pay attention today with regard to some of the things maybe you should be doing in teamwork with your parents, the grandparents, because, wow, we live in a world where our children need all the help they can get. And more and more parents work full time. And there's just such a powerful supplement that is available when grandparents get involved as a team, never independently of the parents. I think the thing that we came up with, one of the main things we came up with last night was, and how important it is to communicate. Um, We um, went a long way into our grandparenting with our children and and their spouses, our in-laws, who we decided we should be calling them in loves because they are terrific. Well, yeah, there were so many questions about that, that all sort of came back to communication, meetings, sitting, you know, meetings between grandparents and parents where, where, where the grandparents are basically saying, look, you know, you're in charge, you're the parents. We just want to support, but we want you to lead. We want you to tell us what you need. We want to never do anything that steps on your toes. What can we do to help just you? Just communication yeah. just really opens it up. And one reason this is so much on our minds today, well, one reason is what you said, honey, that we've just had this wonderful meeting with a bunch of great grandparents last night. But also, we, on our way home from Switzerland, stopped in New York and were with 12 of our grandchildren there. We went from being with one grandchild in a big, large, open area of Switzerland to being with 12 of our grandkids in tiny New York walk-up apartments. (laughs) Talk about close quarters. But it made us think a lot about how 
amazing each individual grandchild is. Well, and we had such a nice span of from a baby to <clears throat> yeah. nine months old to our our granddaughter who's at Columbia as a sophomore, and then another granddaughter who just finished her freshman year at BYU and is getting ready to go on a mission to Chile. It was quite a combination of everything in between. Which illustrates another point. This this wonderful granddaughter who's waiting to go on her mission in a month decided to, but Finna had finished her school year, decided to spend a month in New York with these two families who have 10 little children between them and to just be their nanny and help them and so on. And man, talk about a win-win situation. She's finding out all the things she wanted to about New York City, and yet she's helping these two families. And that feeds in again to this dialogue about extended families and aunts and uncles and cousins and grandparents and everyone working together to try to help each other. And in fact, we we had a little thought the other day, we were thinking about our summer reunion coming up and you know, how do we describe our family and what is our family and what's our vision statement and so on? We always revisit that at reunions and talk about it. And one of the thoughts that came up is we want to be a dream machine. We want our larger extended family to be a dream machine. What does that mean? It means that we all have dreams. And when those dreams are shared with family, you never know who might come out of the woodwork and, and help with that dream. It could be a, an uncle or an aunt or a cousin or, you know, we want to share our dreams and, and help each other achieve those dreams. Now, you're not meaning that, you know, when a kid, kid comes and says, my dream is to go to Disneyland. Could you get me a ticket? I mean, um, that's not what you mean, right? No, um, but not, it kind of sounds exactly. like that. But, you know, when you're talking about this three-generational thing and just meeting with, with grandparents and, and parents and, and, you know, thinking, what can we do to help? Um, think of that with your own grandparents now. Yeah. Would that ever have occurred, ever have occurred to that generation before us? Well, maybe, maybe but in a very maybe, different way. Very, yeah. very different way. I mean, obviously they did help. They were wonderful and and uh, were nurturing and so on. But uh, an actual meeting of what can we do, that really is. But it, it shows that we've said this many times, you know, parenting was not even a word 50 years ago. Now grandparenting has become the big new horizon that there are things we can do to help with these yeah, kids. It really has. And part of it is what you said earlier, honey, that communication is just so much better. I mean, families used to go literally for, you know, if they did happen to live some distance from each other, they, they, they might not see each other for two or three years yeah. or have any communication. Yeah. Or, you know, everybody be quiet. This is a long distance call on this expensive. Yeah, yeah, so yeah. that's the way we used to talk to anybody that lived far away. And now no matter where our families live in the world, if we put in the effort and if we use zoom or we use Marco Polo or we use other electronic tools, there's no excuse. I mean, there's no, there's no reason why we can't have all the communication we want. The question is making it quality communication and thinking about how we can help each other and how we can strengthen these bonds. Well, and how uh, cousins can get together. That came yeah, up last that night. That came up a lot last night. And it was so fun to bonding, hear. Cousin um, bonding. Ideas of uh, doing uh, Zoom with your grandchildren and have a cooking show. I mean, you know, or 
um, or talking about a book that they've all read or whatever. Yeah. I honestly think the very best outcome of the pandemic has been uh, Zoom and um, Marco Polo and FaceTime and the ability we've had to be with each other, even though we can't be with each other. You know, every once in a while, you'll hear someone, we'll hear someone, and you you would too, who says, I just don't get along very well with my family. I'd, I'd much rather be with my friends. I mean, I chose my friends. I, I chose them because I like them. I didn't choose my family. I just got family, whether I liked it or not. And I don't, I don't communicate near as well with them as I do with my friends. That's, that's a problem, I think. I mean, I think that may, and again, I'm not trying to judge anyone, but that may mean we're not working hard enough if that's your attitude because friends will come and go. This is what we were saying in the meeting last night. And some of them were saying, you know, I'm trying to teach my grandkids that cousins are for life. You know, they're like a sibling. They're just one little notch below a sibling. And and grandparents can be the ones that facilitate getting those cousins together, especially with other cousins their same age and taking trips with them or having Zoom calls with them or sharing projects together or whatever. It can be such a powerful thing. It really is. And not only powerful, but fun. Yeah. I mean, it really is fun. And I I know everybody does not have a perfect family and there are always some little nitty gritty things going on that are funny, uh, even amongst cousins. So-and-so is spending more. In fact, rivalries and little cliques. We have to work on those. Yeah. And, um, our kids spend some fun time together up in Oregon just for like three days every year. They, all the cousins, go, not all of them, but a lot of them go up there. And so while I had time to really talk to them, I realized there were some little things going on yeah, there yeah. that I hadn't realized. And, uh, and that is an interesting thing though, just parenthetically, yeah. this is a place in Oregon where some of you have heard us talk before about two consecutive summers that we lived there and built a log cabin as a family, this is long before grandkids, of course. And, um, you know, we wanted to replicate a pioneer experience with our kids and we were working on a book and we could be anywhere we wanted as long as we had paper and pencils. And so there we were roughing it. I mean, really roughing it, starting out in a teepee and building this log cabin. But the interesting thing is we've long since sold that land, but we kept this little piece that had that cabin on it. And the cabin's now sort of fallen down after yeah, finally you just leaned years. over and fell down. But it kind of <laughs> illustrates the point of how, you know, our kids had such an emotional attachment to that beautiful little piece of forest that they try to go back after our reunion each year and bring their kids and have this sort of wilderness experience with them. And and uh, it's a, it's a, we didn't engineer that at all. It just happened. But what a cousin bonding that thing. Is. Yeah, it's been really terrific. And uh, all ages from teenagers down to three-year-olds. And it really has been a good thing. And little did we know when we started that, <laughs> little did we know where that would be. They keep, they keep saying, do you, do you guys want to come with us this year? And <laughs> Linda and I like, um, let's see, do we have an excuse? Because... <laughs> We do not want to go uh, no. sleep on the ground anymore. <laughs> We're a little past the camping stage. Well, Maybe we shouldn't say that. No, but. no, we shouldn't say that. But and I, I would go, but well, no, maybe not. 
<laughs> but those kids take care of it. The three or four dads go up with a dozen kids and it really is so fun. But when, when we first went, but uh, Eli was a two-year-old by the time, by 10 o'clock in the morning, he looked like he'd been rolled in honey and then rolled in dirt. <laughs> I can't believe we did that. Plus actually, a bee stung him and he oh, had a, yeah. his whole side of his head was swollen up. He looked like a, oh, let's not. Yeah, let's not talk about that. <laughs> We're already getting close to child cruelty. <laughs> so what we want to do today after we're going to, uh, in a couple of minutes, we'll take a break. And then when we come back, we're going to surprise you a little bit. In a way, it surprises ourselves. We've become so enamored with the idea and the importance of grandparenting and how and how it's growing. I mean, people realizing, hey, I'm going to be a grandparent for 40 years. I better think about this. I better decide what kind of a grandparent I want to be. And parents better decide how involved do you want your parents to be with your children and how can you facilitate that and how can you do it as a team so it doesn't create conflict and and grandparents how can I be helpful without stepping on my kids toes and on and on and on and so we've you know not that we're the the experts on anything but we we like being facilitators <clears throat> so we're putting together a course it's actually a course. It's, it's a six-part, six-month course on being a better grandparent, on what are the elements of grandparenting that you can work on. I mean, how do, this is a skill we can obtain. No one's, there's no instruction manual with grandkids. Every grandkid's different, but there are certain practices that work. And we don't need to rediscover the wheel. We don't all have to go out as grandparents and figure it out for ourselves if we can band together a little bit. So in the second half of the show today, we're going to read you the syllabus, if you will, the sort of summary, which is still well, a work in progress. It. We're going to go through it. So you'll see how extensive this is. And we're going to do it for two reasons. Number one, we're going to invite you to join this, this course, to be part of this course, to take the course, if you will. But number two, by reading through the syllabus, it's going to bring up a lot of issues or aspects of grandparenting that you might want to think about whether you join the course or not. Um, and I, we have mentioned this before. It's not like no, it's not, well, some of it. you know about it. Um, yeah. But anyway, so hang on, because we uh, we want to just talk this through with you and see what you think. We're calling it Grandparenting 101, and we'll be right back to talk about it. Welcome back to Ayers on the Road. Here's Richard and Linda Ayer. And we're back talking about grandparenting today. As you know, uh, we are pretty excited about this. Um, we do have a lot of fodder, I have to say, honey. We have a lot of kids to work with. we got <laughs> a lot of material, we one have of every kind. One of every kind from a 10-month-old to a 24, 20. How old is Max? Max 25, is maybe. coming up on 25. Um, so, and everything between two sets of twins, and it really... Uh, it gives us a lot of interesting information, a lot of because of the in-laws, because <clears throat> they bring their own 
things to the family, their own wonderful uh, right. family cultures right. and, and combining that. And is, that's part is of so the fun. course is how to work with the co-grandparents, that other side of the family and with the in-laws. <clears throat> but let's do this. Um, there's six modules. This is going to be a six month course. And we'll tell you on the front end and the back end how to get involved. So as we read through and, and talk through some of this course, what will be in it, um, if you think it's something that would benefit you, or if you have your own parents or other grandparents, if you're a grandparent, pass this on to them. All, all you need is an email address, because if you send an email to this, to this email address, that'll put you on a list, and then you will get invited to these seminars or these, um, the, this course. So the email address is kind of long, but it's easy to remember, or you can write it down. It's Iyers with an S, E-Y-R-E-S, Iyers Grandparenting 101 at gmail.com. So Iyers, all strung together, obviously, Iyers Grandparenting 101 at gmail.com. Just send a little note, just say, I'm interested, and that'll put you on that list. But here's, here's the six months or the six modules in brief summary, so you get an idea of where we're trying to go with this. And uh, we'll, we'll just maybe read them one at a time. So month one, module A, let's start with that. The higher perspective, priority, and paradigm of more effective grandparenting. The first step is becoming better grandparents, of becoming better grandparents. It's not about changing our grandkids, but about changing ourselves. Many of us will be grandparents for 40 years, as we mentioned. And in module A, we'll examine our priorities, our roles, the new opportunities and relationship changes that come in the autumn of our lives and the tricky business of being effective grandparents without stepping in the toes of our children, the parents. And we have stepped just a bit. Yeah, yeah, we've all done that. Backed off, yeah. yeah. We will discuss the individual hopes and goals we have for our grandkids and think about the three generational culture we want to create for our families and how to make that family culture stronger than the cultures of the world that swirl around us. You will also have homework. Homework. In homework, we'll explore and write personal grandparenting vision statements. And if we have a spouse, delve into working effectively as a grandparenting team. Also in this first module, we'll discuss long distance grandparenting when kids live far away. And finally, we'll explode some old myths like being over the hill and the empty nest, along with the importance of setting boundaries and finding balance between taking care of yourself and taking care of your family. So you can see that first month, that first module is really kind of like a course introduction. What are, what are, what are the things we have to think about? How do we become the kind of people who can really handle this really important task of grandparenting. Including taking care of yourself, which yes, I think sometimes and setting boundaries. Especially for moms who have been so selfless all their lives. And it's time to spend some time thinking about what they need and what they want also. And how do you do that without, you know, setting those boundaries without giving the impression you don't want to help? How do you find that balance? So then then month B or module B or the second month is called Grandparenting Goals and Roles. Being a good and effective grandparent of babies and toddlers is very different than being good with elementary grandkids. And then teens are something else again. We want to go from being cheerleaders to being champions to finally being consultants. 
So in this second month, we try to explore the keys of success with each of the age. How do you teach joy or how do you help little babies and toddlers feel joy? How do you help with responsibility rather than spoiling and entitling elementary age kids? And then how do you teach values and faith and sensitivity to the adolescents and the teens? And how do you do it in concert with the parents? And a little homework on this one, too. We're going to all try to do a needs analysis of each grandkid and have a little review of each grandchild with our children, the parents, in terms of what they need. And also, we'll try to cover ideas for rewards and rites of passage as grandkids reach certain age, taking them as cousins on trips and so on as, as the grandparents, modest things that are not terribly expensive. And spend a little time on the separate roles of grandpas and grandmas, because we are different. We do have different ways of viewing this role. So that sounds like an interesting month, doesn't it? <laughs> and then we'll move on to month three, which really starts to get into the deeper part. Uh, so this is about deep relationships with individual grandkids. Boy, that is a big That's job. huge, yeah. No matter how many or how few grandchildren you have, the real difference making work is not collective, but one-on-one. -on -one. In this module, we'll get deep into creative ideas about how to get an individual grandkid to open up, how to build trust, how to know his or her real gifts, and how to have real communication and memorable fun together. It's not always easy. you got to have a no, plan to do it that. Isn't. And how to make each one feel like they are your favorite. That is really important, I think. You know, yeah. um, I'll tell a story about that later. Homework will involve creating a, a grandchild ledger where you take notes on what you know and what you learn about each one and a questionnaire for kids to keep track of their loves and dreams and another for our children, the parents of what they, their parents on what they want help on and how. That's an interesting one. We're going to talk about a questionnaire where you actually find out what your own children and your in-law kids what they want your help on and what they don't want your help on. <laughs> yeah. And we'll elaborate more on that too. Um, along with a very delicate art of giving non-offending advice. Yeah. And I think it's always just, what can I do to help instead of let me help you? I right. can tell you what you're right. doing wrong. Okay. Also <laughs> this month, we will talk about becoming literate in the electronic and social media language. Our grandkids speak and communicating with them in a way they communicate. And we will take a deep dive into relationships with our in-law children and even with our co-grandparents from that other side, mending any fences that need mending and creating teamwork approaches to helping and raising those kids that we all love. See, we're only halfway through the three, three of the six models, but you can see already how many elements there are, how many aspects there are to this grandparenting. In fact, we're thinking of changing the name of the course. We're, we're calling it Grandparenting 101, but that implies kind of a basic approach. And this is more like getting a master's degree or a right. doctor's <laughs> degree in grandparenting. We may, we may end up calling it Grandparenting 501. But, but let's go on because it, it gets even, it's, it's so interesting, these modules. Uh, the fourth month is on what we call smart support. When it comes to financial help, sometimes we give more by giving less. So during this module, this fourth month, we'll explore the potential joys and pitfalls of assistance, inheritance, and money help 
and tackle the difficult dangers of entitlement and initiative robbing and try to contrast it with the power of self-reliance and teaching children grit. So we'll try to create together a generation one and three financial plan on how to offer help, depending obviously on our own financial situation, a lot or a little or whatever, but how, you know, ranging from family banks where we might pay interest for kids who save when they're little kids, all the way to setting up a Roth IRA and matching the, the contributions the kids make. In other words, the whole range of, of, of answers to the question, how do we help financially our grandkids as they grow up eventually, as they go to college and so on, but how to do it without giving them any sense of entitlement. And then I think the month month five is the one, Some well, in this meeting last night, it it was the one people wanted to spend the most. It was a hundred percent. We had them raise their hands and say, what, you know, which ones they were most interested in. So values and faith, whatever our own belief and value perspectives are, we want the best of them for our grandchildren. And we soon realize that values don't just get passed on by osmosis. They have to be taught and doing that effectively takes the right stories and ideas as long as the right example. And all of that, still doesn't work sometimes because kids have their own minds and they have their own ways and they go there and they go their direction. Well, that was so interesting. Yeah. All so many grandparents saying, you know, I don't have a magic wand. I can't change the way that this child doesn't go to church or I can't change this one who says he's an atheist or I can't, but what I can do is love him no matter what. Yeah, absolutely. Um, but we do have some resources for that. We have a one-month universal values story called Alexander's Amazing Ventures, which is perfect for kids from about three to twelve. A new story each month on uh, a different a, value. It's actually a CD or something you can download that is a fabulous story. We did not do this, but it's a story about. We didn't value. create this. Yeah. Um, some amazing, uh, brilliant people did. <clears throat> but this. it's part of this course now because what a lot of grandparents have told us is we need a way, how do we break the ice? How do we talk to our grandkids about honesty or courage or respect without sounding like we're lecturing them or whatever? And so these stories work great for a grandparent to listen with a child and then say, well, what did you think of that? Yeah, they're so fun and have interactive stuff and fun little advertisements and so on. Anyway, um, So you'll use one of these audio stories each month over the course of the year. Your homework this month will be, will include creating a personal memorizable set of grandfather's or grandmother's secrets, which embody the key life lessons you want to pass on to your grandchildren and some ideas and best practices for teaching and implanting them in your grandchildren. So as you can see, this is not a course for the faint of heart. This is for grandparents who really want to get into it. The last module, number six, uh, is simple, but I think you'll like it being the link in the trunk uh, of of your tree, your family tree, because your kids are on the limbs and the grandkids are on the sub limbs and then your ancestors are on the roots. And research shows that connecting the roots to the branches is where kids get resilience and identity. So we're going to talk about creating an ancestor book of children's stories and creating a family tree graphically where grandkids can see how they connect to your grandparents and so on. 
And so it's, and again, and there's a little note at the bottom of the syllabus, no Grandparenting 101 members expected to need or to practice every idea covered in these classes. There are no tests or checkoffs. You will pick and choose the ideas and the focus points that match your family and your grandkids and your situation and your needs. We just want to be a resource that pulls lots of grandparents together. By the way, I wouldn't even mention this, but these are Zoom. This is a Zoom course. No, there's no in-person course, and it'll involve grandparents from all over the country and even from all over the world. In fact, one of the problems is we've got people signing up who are in England or who are in Australia, and there uh, some people are going to have to get up in the middle of the night to go to the course, but they'll all be recorded. And people will be able to listen yeah, so you to can them just after the fact. Listen to them whenever you have time. So, and pick and choose. Our main worry is that people will think they have to do just what we did, or we they you yeah. can't do what we did because. And of course, everybody can't do it the same way. Everybody has and should different issues, different uh, issues with in laws, different financial needs and and desires, and so on. So it really. Uh, will be one of those pick what works for you. And everyone doesn't have a wife like you who's a natural, brilliant grandma, and I can just kind of follow your lead. <laughs> yeah, right. <laughs> I think you got the picture on the But anyway, again, we'd love, for, especially, I think, don't you think, Linda, especially people who listen to Hires on the Road, who we kind of feel like we know you and you know us, especially we'd like to have you involved in this course because you'd have a kind of a head start because you sort of know where we're coming from. But again, send an email, just send a simple email saying I'm interested in the grandparenting course and send it to IRSGrandparenting101 at gmail.com. And we actually will not be starting this until September. So you have yeah, some time, you've got to, think a little about time it. to think about it, but if you send it, but don't, but don't think, I mean, we want them to send in this email saying they're interested right now, right now yeah. because then so during the summer, we'll send you little previews and, and sort of preparatory things for the course. So you can do that in your own time during the busy summer. And then in the fall, you'll be ready when the course begins. Yeah. yeah. So, We wish you the very best with your own grandchildren. And we know that the best thing that came out last night is ideas from the grandparents. And we'll have a way for you to send in ideas as well. So, And and again, if you're not a grandparent, we know most of the the main listenership dyers on the road is parenting. Pass this on to your parents, the grandparents, or send an I'm interested uh, thing from their email. Just get them on the list and then they'll get invited to this course. So thank you for listening. And we hope we gave you some things to think about. And we'll see you again next time on Ayers on the Road. Bye till then.